undifferentiated, and fundamentally unchanged and unchallenged over time. Myth-making of this sort leads to dwelling on differences rather than similarities when comparisons are made across regional or religious or ethnic boundaries. What are the blank like, we ask, and the predictable answer invariably emphasizes the ways in which they are unlike ourselves. Pushed to an extreme, we end up in Manichaean worlds where all is essentially black versus white, and doomsday prophets embrace visions of a titanic clash of irreconcilable cultures. It goes without saying that cultural differences matter, and we need only pick up the daily paper or go online or turn on a television to see how they can be manipulated to legitimize mayhem. Cultural determinism in the old-fashioned clash of civilization sense, however, is of limited use in trying to comprehend the violence of our modern and contemporary world. The greater challenge is to bring comparative analysis to an understanding of the many cultures of modernity itself, one of which gives this book the title that came to mind in the wake of 9-11 and has remained unchanged, Cultures of War. The subtitle envisioned after September 11th was Pearl Harbor, Hiroshima, 9-11, and the expectation was that this could be thought out and written in a year or two, in five chapters or so. This turned out to be a dream once the U.S. war machine began girding to invade Iraq, which altered the scope and nature of any serious comparative study. Nonetheless, questions stimulated by the attacks on September 11th still frame much of the first two parts of the book. Thus, Part 1 takes up Pearl Harbor as code to examine the surprise attacks and disastrous failures of intelligence that took place on the U.S. side in 1941 and 2001. The parallels in the two cases, involving institutional, intellectual, and psychological pathologies, are sobering. Part 1 concludes with a brief rumination on how catastrophes like those that occurred on December 7th and September 11th also may turn out to be godsends to people in power, an outcome apparent early on for the Bush presidency that had precedent of a sort 60 years earlier for President Franklin D. Roosevelt. The great difference is that Roosevelt used his opportunity well, and Bush disastrously. Part 2 takes terror bombing and the christening of Manhattan's devastated World Trade Center site as ground zero, as a point of departure for reconsidering the emergence of terror bombing as standard operating procedure in the British and American air war of World War II. In most commentary on current affairs, certainly in the anti-Islamist camp, it is common to draw a sharp distinction between the terror tactics of Al-Qaeda and other non-state actors on the one hand, and state terror such as the World War II strategic bombing campaigns on the other. There are indeed significant differences, although the one embraced by Americans in the wake of 9-11, that the Islamists and Muslims and Arabs more generally do not value human life as Christians and Jews do, is absurd. Deliberately targeting densely populated urban areas to undermine the morale of the enemy reached an apogee in the air raids against Germany and Japan. This marked a departure from just war practices that had been vocally proclaimed until then by the League of Nations and United States, which was not a member of the League. Once all-out war with the Axis powers was engaged, 
Such mass killings of non-combatants was rationalized, not merely as inescapable when targeting enemy infrastructure, but as integral to psychological warfare in an age of total war. It was defended with great moral fervor as necessary and just against a heinous foe. And it was carried out with a vengeance. We will never possess precise death tolls, but somewhere around one million German and Japanese non-combatants were killed in Allied bombing missions between 1943 and 1945. Baptizing the site of the World Trade Center atrocity as Ground Zero, moreover, entailed appropriating a name originally associated with the culmination of this reign of death from the skies, the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Two thoughts struck me upon observing the post-September 11th metamorphosis of Ground Zero into code for American victimization. First was how quickly and...